Got it. Episode 47, oh. guys. Welcome to Res yes, Rocky. Who's uh number only guy that I can think of that wore number 47 was Patrick LeBeau back in Montreal 93 when they won the Stanley Cup. That's the only 47 that I can think of. When we get to these high numbers, like in the 40s and 50s, I don't know numbers, like unless no. they're really super famous, like you know what I mean? Like Sandus yeah. Ozelens, 55, right? Or I think I only remember because like collecting cards back like in the early 90s. You, oh yeah. You used to look at them all the time and you just remember a lot of random numbers. <laughs> yeah. So so welcome guys. Welcome to uh Res Hockey. I'm Trev, and with me as always is Mr. Dennis, aka Bush Major. Major, yeah. Major Bush. Yeah, I've not that I've ever heard that before. <laughs> What's up? How are you feeling today? Not, I'm feeling really good. Really good. I didn't have to get up at 5.30 for my day shift today. In fact, I started a new job, new career. I left the mill today or yesterday, Sunday, whenever. My days so just blended you, in. Yeah. What time did you show up at your new job today? At 8.57. 8.57? Yeah. Do you work, is it in town on Main Street here in Kenora? Uh, normally, yeah, but but I had to get everything all set up. So it was on the one of the offices on one of the reserves. And this one is, it was Rap Portage today. Uh, so as far as getting my email, getting keys to the office downtown where I will be situated and getting like policies and that, everything, it, was, it was just easier to be in Rap Portage today with everybody. What's your email? I haven't got it set up yet. Dennis.major at pornhub.com. Pornhub 2. Porn. <laughs> I'm on the second version. <laughs> Just kidding. I know we have younger listeners. No, it's uh it'll be it'll be Dennis.major at I think new and probably dot ca or dot com or um, oh, if you want to email Bush, that's his email. And his home number is <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have a landline at your place? No, no. No, not I year. myself, I haven't had a landline, I think, since 2007, six, maybe. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people have landlines these days. Everyone has no. their cell phones. Yeah. 2007. Yeah, 2007. My last landline. So, uh, yeah, welcome. Like I said earlier, our guest for this week is a former national hockey leaguer, Mr. Kimby Daniels of Anchorage, Alaska, but he's lived in. Not, not Kimby Daniels of Sabascong. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kimby <laughs> grew up in uh, Brandon, Manitoba, and he played junior Swift Current, Tri-City, and there was one more yeah. I can't think of. Dropped by Philadelphia. He had a good, good minor league career. I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone says. If you play pro 15 years, you had like even five years, <laughs> yeah. you have a good, you had a good career. Like, you, know, you got a good resume. Yeah. Ho- you get to play hockey for a living and live the life, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a good, he got a, he had a good hockey career. He had, he played 15 plus years of pro. So that's uh, now he's living in Alaska. So that's living the life right there. So mm-hmm. super nice guy. Had a really good, good time with him. Interesting fact, Alaska is 
one hour behind Pacific time. So See, that's that's bizarre because I never knew that. I didn't I know that it's either. It's just, it's just I didn't know that. Because I it was only two. Because I interviewed him Sunday evening at 10 o'clock central time. And I said, yeah, it's around 8 o'clock your time, thinking it was Pacific. But he goes, no, it's yeah. 7 o'clock. <laughs> okay. But yeah, great guy, man. It's, this guy was, this guy's a beauty. He had to be, he had one of the nicest flows, too. And oh, game. he had a sick, sick flow, especially, flow. I have a up, couple, uh, not a couple, uh, upper deck rookie card of him. He's stretching on the ice. He's got this flow down to like his shoulders. It's really, really neat. Cool. He uh, shared a funny story in our interview about his hair and what uh, <laughs> one of his teammates told him to do. Which uh, So listen on later and see what he has to say. Shoutouts. Do you have any shoutouts for episode 47? Shoutouts of this specific episode. I would like to give a shoutout to all the women that played. Yeah. Every woman seemed them. And every woman, every women plural every woman that puts on the skates now after they've watched all the olympians it's really really fun to see the, the women's game evolve into um you know into we can honestly say holy crap those are really really good skaters or holy man like the women's game now like those are phenomenal phenomenal hockey players it's really good to watch uh, them become role models so all you women watching women's hockey on Watching hockey in general, just keep on lacing them up. Yeah, because the finals between Mr. Wassa Sage Strong and Cross Lake Lady Islanders, that was a good finals. Mm -hmm. It was it was a close game the whole way. So yeah. Uh what else was gonna say about that? Oh yeah. Last week we apologized. We wanted to see the women's yeah. all-star <laughs> team, but we literally ran out of time. Yeah, I had to like, uh, uh, I had to message Trevor like we had we had one minute left in the show. That's why we ended it really really fast. We're uh, when we, we we do this with Zoom, so we kind of uh, we get the free trials, so we don't have the extended uh, extended time. We're <laughs> too cheap to buy yeah. it, so we have a time limit. So we were kind of finished quickly, and yeah, we got we got we got, we got cut off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna later. In the show, we're going to name yeah. our all-star team for the Fritz and Saskamoose tournament for the women's yes. division. So stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your effing Edmonton Oilers. Let's do. Question. Listeners, yeah. what is your definition of a kicking motion? I want oh. you to keep that in mind. But first of all, well, let's talk about the leads that the opposing team had and they couldn't close it out in games two, four, and five. Hmm? Yeah. One, 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 if it was game seven in overtime and quadruple overtime, then maybe you can say that one, this one called define the series, but it wasn't, it was one man to find the series. It was, and his, and he's a super fan named Ben Stittler. <laughs> they're, they're good luck charm but no like keith kachuk keith kachuk matthew kachuk how he's all disgruntled in an interview oh we let one man beat us i'm like yeah okay 
But however, the fact remains that Edmonton had a shutout. They're up 4-1. Um, they came back after 9-6 humiliation where, where they chased Smith out of the net and they won. They won. They won four <laughs> straight games. Do you think it was, I don't know. That was a good goal, I say. That goal. See, just a lot. It was a good goal, man. What, what, what the definition was, and from what I understand, with a lot of uh, some spit chocolates and a lot of readers, is if the ref sees, if the goal judges see snow, that means the skater is trying to stop. In which case, they're they're not directing the puck; they're trying to stop and move out of the way. The goal judge did not see snow because his his skate and foot were they were elevated above the ice. So was it? Yes, it was. Go back and watch it. It was elevated above the ice. wasn't like a foot above the ice, but it was elevated enough so that there was there was no snow, there was no spray, and that's what they were watching. That's what they're that's what they were ruling on. That's what they were watching us. So if they don't see that, that means they're they thought that maybe he Coleman kicked it in. And that's what the ruling was. I'm not saying it was a goal or was not. I'm just as an Oilers fan, to... was that a good goal? Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but the stupid thing is, the puck was going in anyways. <laughs> if he didn't touch it, it would have been in. It was, it was a goal, yeah. So, Freakman, I say it was a good goal. The NHL refs have to go back to school and back to roughing school. Yes, yeah. everything's brutal. Now, is it has, has it always been this bad, or are we just more aware of it being this bad with all the camera angles and everybody video replay? Yeah, with I can't I can't remember happens. it being this bad though. Yeah. Like, well, again, because we don't see the the sixteen or seventeen camera angles that everybody has now. Even for our offsides, is that there's that there's those cameras right along the blue line to to zone to zone in on it. Like we never had that growing up. We never so it was just uh you know you just had to ask the rest, do you remember if it was offset or not? <laughs> so that's my take. I think social media is making aware of, of uh the rest calls. It's too bad yeah. though. <laughs> but no that, goal. that overtime goal that McDavid scored, did you see? Goudreau, what he did, he just instead of going yeah. towards uh, Dry Saddle, he just turned along the wall and let Dry yeah. Saddle get that puck and pass it to McDavid. So mm-hmm. it's Goudreau's fault too. But eh. yeah, do you think in the next round that Colorado can beat Edmonton? Yeah, I think they can. Do, you think do they I will? hope? Do they? Do they hope they will? No, I don't. I don't hope they will. I hope Edmonton wins, but I think I think Edmonton I think Edmonton can pull it off. But I do think Colorado has enough skill power in in Makar and McKinnon to to hoist the cup. I really do. These these uh, final four teams are going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a good series, even if it's a blowout. Like it's or even if it's four straight by either team, it's just going to be end to end no matter what. And that's what you want to that's what you want to pay to see. You don't want to pay to see uh, the old New Jersey Devils trap one goal game and the yeah. Dallas is awful to watch. Who do you uh, – okay, For, I'll say Colorado will win this in game – I could see it going game seven. I'll say seven for Colorado. 
I'm going to go, I'm going to be bold and say Edmonton in six. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's really bold. But I think, uh, okay, on that note, do we have time to talk about injuries or no? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. People, everybody listening, if you're hurt to the point where your shoulder's separated, and you can't physically lift up your stick or push your 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 somebody off in front of the net. Don't play. I Chris, thought Brandon Tanner played played okay. No, yeah, he got out muscled by Hyman. Zach Hyman out muscled him, and well, you can see on that, on that in the part- corners though on that particular on that particular play. No, it was in front of the net. On oh. that play, uh, Tanner he couldn't do anything, and and when Hyman scored. Or maybe it was Nugent Hopkins scored. He went still over in pain and he just couldn't he couldn't keep up with that body. So at what point do you have to say to yourself, you know, am I do I want to play with pride or am I really gonna hurt the team with uh with a separated shoulder and cracked yeah. rib? But you're playing for the Stanley Cup, right? Oh and he means of course, like, mm-hmm. like look at Bergeron when he played for Boston, he had oh like, I know and rib and collapsed lung. Yeah. And he's still trying to block shots. Yeah. So. At least they're not like soccer players and just <laughs> overreact and yeah. dive. And... Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Uh, let's make our okay. picks. Tampa Bay or between New York. Okay. Let's say if New York won tonight. Well, they're winning 2 nothing tonight. Oh. Who would you pick between Tampa and New York Rangers? I have to go with New York. New York, really? Yeah. I hope so. I think I would. Yeah, I just like Tampa yeah. Bay now. I'm gonna go to the Rangers. I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna go Rangers in five. Wow, I see Rangers in six versus, versus Tampa. Yeah, I see Rangers in six. Okay, but if Carolina comes back from this two nothing deficit, I say Carolina in six against. Tampa Bay. I go Carolina. I go Carolina at seven. Okay, so that's our picks. You're picking yeah. Edmonton and okay. West in the West, and either yeah. New York and Carolina in the East. Yeah. And I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Colorado. I'm mm-hmm. bad. I've been picking against your Oilers, <laughs> and I've been losing every series. I, I know. So. And I got New York or Carolina in six against Tampa Bay. Yeah. So, how long do I get to keep this my profile picture on Facebook for? As long as they win, as until they get knocked out. That was the bet. That's we're going into our third round, man. I got to get rid of my pictures. I I honored both my bets with you. I know. So. <laughs> You'd be lucky because uh, a friend of our show that we met, Trevor Diceman, he wants you to go all out. I know. <laughs> Full figure <laughs> hat and everything. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. If they win the cup, are you going to go to the Stanley Cup parade? That's a close drive. 15 hours. That's a close drive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when will they win again? The year after. <laughs> and another question every time you shaved they have won their round are you going to shave again the series, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Because they're you shave tomorrow. All game one shaving. tomorrow. Are you going to shave? Yeah. I'm going to shave tomorrow right after work. How long did that take you to grow, man? Um, like two weeks? Maybe three. Oh, <laughs> this? This two week? Weeks. Well, when, when was game one? A couple weeks, like two weeks ago, maybe? A week yeah, and a half? Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The week and a half ago. Yeah. Holy man, what kind of Indian are you? Just grow facial hair really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, let's go to our interview with Misty, Mr. Misty, Mr. Kimby Daniels of Mystery Alaska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reds Hockey would like to introduce you, our guest for episode 47. He is currently living in beautiful Alaska where we're on Zoom right now and it's still sun. The sun is still shining, which is pretty cool. Uh, Reds Hockey would like to introduce you, uh, Mr. Kimby Daniels. Welcome to the show, Kimby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So uh, how did you get started in the game? Uh, you know, probably through my dad. I mean, I just growing up in Brandon for, from the time I could remember, he uh, put a back rink, you know, flooded the backyard. So we had ice in our backyard. And, uh, you know, as he told me, he, he signed me up as, you know, as early as he could, took me out to, uh, to play. And he said I was crying and laying on the ice, couldn't <laughs> skate, and didn't like it at first. But, uh, you know, probably after that first year, I survived and I uh, just took off from there. Uh, okay, well, let's go back to your junior days. Uh, October 1990, you were playing for the Smith Current Broncos and you sniped seven against Medicine Hat Tigers in a 7 2 victory, which is a WHL record for most goals in a game. Uh, can you tell us about that special night? Yeah, it was just, you know, it's one of those weird games. You know, I'm not a, I don't, I've never considered myself a, like a, a, an actual goal scorer. Um, I prefer to pass and, and make plays more than I ever did shoot. I certainly, if you ask any of my teammates, don't have a hard shot at all. So when, <laughs> when you associate seven goals in a game with one person, you think it's, it comes from a guy that, that can really score. So that was just kind of a, a an aberration. I mean, I had a couple of nice, uh, power play goals that were backdoor setups, tap-ins, you know, a rebound. Um, I think I did take a slap shot 
from just inside the blue line, which I never do that went in. So it was just kind of a, a, a weird, really, really weird, weird night, weird game. Um, I actually blocked a shot, which I never do or try not to do and got hit on the foot and left the game in the second period for about seven or eight minutes. I actually thought my foot was broken. So I had to go in the dressing room for a little bit and then came back and, and finished the game. So when you add all that stuff up in a, in a one night, it, uh, yeah, it's just one of those weird, weird, weird games. Who was your line mates uh, for that game? Well, I played quite a bit that year. I played with uh, Andy Schneider, who was a fantastic passer. I think he, he had the first assist on five of the seven goals I scored that night. Um, and he, yeah. I mean, he's just a guy that, I mean, I knew he was never going to shoot and like our coach would yell at him all the time to shoot the puck. I think he ended up that year with maybe 12 or 13 goals and 90 assists. So you just knew he wasn't going to pass, but uh, you know, he made that game a lot easier, but uh, I think it, me and him played together quite a bit that year. Um, and then we just kind of had other guys kind of, you know, join our line just depending on who was healthy, who was playing. But for the most part, it was, uh, it was myself and Andy Schneider. You were fortunate enough to play uh, 92 for Team Canada at the World Juniors. How was that experience uh, representing Canada? You know, it was, it was a real, yeah, it was a thrill, obviously, to play for your country. Um, we didn't we didn't perform very well at the tournament. Uh, you know, we had a pretty good team. We had some, you know, pretty big names. Uh, but our team, we just, we didn't really gel as a team. I, I think our coach, uh, you know, probably wasn't cut out to, to coach, uh, the international game. He had some success in the Ontario league and kind of was a, was a guy that had big, strong teams, but I don't think we could adjust uh, to playing some of those skilled teams that the Europeans had. And so it was a struggle for us. I mean, I think our first game we played Germany and we won five, four, but we had a score in the last minute or two to, to win that game. So, um, you know, it was a struggle from, from day one, but, uh, you know, from the, the experience of just, you know, getting the chance to play in a, in a world junior, that was definitely, a, definitely a thrill for me. How was playing with Eric Lindros um, when he was such, I think he was like 18 at the time. How was he as a player? Man, he was good. He, uh, I got to play a little bit with Eric there and then a little bit uh, when he came into Philly. Um, and he was, I mean, he was dynamite. I think we kind of forget how good and how dominant he was because I mean, nobody was as big and as strong and as mean as him. I mean, if you just took all his skill out of the game and, and he was just a guy that went up and down the wing or played center and mowed guys over and made made space and made things happen, he would be considered a great player. But when you factor in the fact that he could shoot, he could score, he could pass and do all of that. I mean, he had a good seven or eight year run in the National Hockey League where, I mean, he was, ugh, man, there was nothing like him. I don't think we've seen anything like him. I mean, there's some big guys now that hit and skate, but they don't have the skill that he had. I mean, he had incredible skill. Uh, 1990, you were drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers. How was, how was that being drafted by like such a historic team, like the Flyers? Yeah, it was nice. It was a thrill. I mean, they kind of told me beforehand that they were going to pick me. So I, I kind of knew that if nobody picked me before they did, that at least I was going to get picked. So, um, you know, for me, it was a thrill. I didn't, you know, I, I was, I didn't grow up a, a flyer fan per se, but I was a big hockey fan. So I knew a lot of their, a lot of their tradition, a lot of their players, but, uh, you know, to experience going in, into Philly for my first game, my first experience, you know, is definitely a, a great atmosphere. I mean, the building's packed, the fans are passionate. 
um, you're playing back then it was Patrick division rival. So every game was intense. So yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. I mean, you know, some guys, you know, nowadays they may play as briefly as they may play like I did for a team that's, you know, maybe not entrenched, you know, in the NHL, like with the history that a team like the Flyers have. So it's probably not as special, but so I was lucky enough to, to go to a team that definitely had some good, good history. Any special memories pop up when you think of uh, playing with the Flyers? Oh man, you know, just, just to be able to play in the NHL, that was a big thrill. Uh, you know, for me, I, I'll tell you a story. My first game I ever played, I didn't really know I was going to play and dress for that game until literally two hours before the game started. But, uh, um, you know, everybody knows who Craig Berube is now, coach, uh, coach of St. Louis. He was playing in, in Philly and, and, uh, you know, it's rare. My hair is pretty long now, but it, it was long back then too, but his was, his was really, really long. And, uh, um, after the morning skate, he said to me, he's like, Hey kid, nobody, I'm, nobody on this team has longer hair than me. So, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that afternoon I actually went to the mall to get taxi and mall got a haircut. And, uh, it's one of my hockey cards where I'm stretching. That's the first game I ever played in the NHL. And I got a buzz cut. Um, so I actually literally got my haircut probably four hours before that picture was taken. And of course, after the game, he was like, Hey man, I was just kidding. I don't care how long your hair is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot of your playing cards uh, were during pregame skates. How special was your hair back in the day with that flow? You know, it's funny. I listen to listen to to players now, and I I, I didn't know this, but I guess it's if you're a young guy or a rookie, you should wear your helmet and warm up. I, I mean, a lot of guys wear their helmet and warm up now, and I was like, I couldn't wait to play in the NHL because <laughs> take your helmet off, go up for warm up. That's the best part of the game. So um, that night, that very first game I played, I was like nobody said I needed to wear my helmet or anything. So I just, I just rolled out there, no lid and, and uh, started bombing around. So yeah, no, it was warm up was great. I mean, to skate around with, without a helmet. Now I wouldn't want to play a game without a helmet, but to skate <laughs> around in uh, warm up without a helmet is probably the equivalent of riding a motorcycle without a helmet. I mean, you just, yeah, it, there's really, it just, it's, it's awesome. And later in my career, I actually, on depending on what team I was, I practiced quite a bit without a helmet. And it just, now I understand why, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, they didn't want to wear a helmet because it's, it's awesome. So, but uh, yeah, no warm ups great going out, with, uh, going out with no lid. You played over 15 years of pro. Uh, what were some uh, moment, uh, special moments that, that, that come to your mind? Um, you had a good, uh, good couple of years. Well, a lot of years playing in Alaska. So what, what comes to mind? You know, I was lucky. I, I moved around quite a bit, but everywhere I played for the most part, I really enjoyed, whether it was like the city I was playing in, the team I was on. Um, you know, I played on a lot of good teams, you know, went to the finals a lot, won some championships. So that's always special when you have that opportunity. Um, you know, and then when I finally came to Alaska, I ended up staying for for eight years and, and, and you know, going on that pretty long run. So um, you know, for me, it's whenever you, for me, wherever I played and we, you know, went on a long playoff run, whether it was winning the championship or just getting to the finals, those were always, always special times. Cause it's almost like you're on, you're on free money. Like you're just, you're like, I don't know when this is going to end, but it's not going to end anytime soon. So you just ride it out. And, you know, I, I experienced that in Hamilton in the American hockey league and, you know, up here in Alaska a couple of times. So it was, uh, I did it in Charlotte and East coast league. So it was, you know, those, those times were probably the most memorable. Is there uh, any special uh, guys that you still keep in touch with? Like 
uh, ex-teammates? Yeah, you know, we, you know, up here in Alaska, there's a lot of guys that, like myself that just stay here and have lived here and they're, you know, raising families and, and working, doing whatever it may be. Um, you know, back from when I played junior, um, I still, you know, randomly, especially with social media, you, you know, you have kind of, you know, immediate contact if you want to talk to somebody. So there's guys that I played junior with that I still talk to. And, and then even through the 90s that I played with, uh, you know, as pro hockey that, uh, that we keep in touch, you know, I've run in. It, you know, it depends where you go to. Like I've been to a couple of Oiler games, a, a Flame games. I ran it to, to Todd Holt. One of my games, I played with him in junior. I was up in Edmonton, saw him. So um, same time as at an Oiler game, Jack Michaels, who's the voice of the Oilers, he used to be in Alaska with me. We were roommates actually on the road. I roomed with, he was our radio guy slash PR guy for a long time here in Alaska. So I got to see him a few years back when I was, uh, when I was in Edmonton. So it's uh, wherever you pop up, you're, you're bound to, to run into somebody that you either played with or worked with. You played for the late Walt Dundee, who's uh, from Thunder Bay. He uh, he was your coach in Alaska. How was he as a coach? Because personally, I like every time I was with Walt, we would laugh and we would just, he would share a lot of good stories from when he played for the Leafs and, and the, the Devils. So uh, what kind of guy was he on the bench? He was, he was great. I loved playing for Walt. He was, um, when I came up to Alaska my first year, he was the coach. I was, I was talking more to the general manager of the team at the time, and then I ended up talking to Walt a little bit. And, you know, he just seemed so relaxed and cool. He's like, oh, I just came up to Alaska, blah, blah. So I ended up coming up here, and um, he he was awesome. Like, he still could have played when he was coaching. Like, he had an unbelievable shot. Like, his shot was, like, you could put him in the slot. Like, we could have used him on our team. Like, we could have just put him on the <laughs> slot and been like, all right, you can coach us too, but we need you on the power play. But because he was awesome, but he, he's just a really good guy, knew the game really well, like smart, especially for the skilled guys, you know, he'd always give you tips and stuff. And I think, you know, he was still alive and, and still coaching. He would relate better to today's player than he would have even back, you know, 20, 25 years ago, just because he, he was never disrespectful to any of the players, you know, and he had just a wealth of knowledge. And I, I think if he were coaching today, like today's player would really gravitate to him. But uh, yeah, I love Walt and I played with him for about two and a half years and enjoyed, enjoyed it immensely. Who's uh, some players that you really enjoy watching in today's game? Ooh, good question. You know, I like, uh, I like all the skilled guys. I mean, it's, yeah, I still like Crosby. I, I think he's just incredible what he's doing. Uh, you know, McDavid, the way McDavid's played probably over the last five or six games he's playing. We haven't seen that in, in forever. Um, you know, I still like hitting physical parts of the game. So, you know, I like the players that, that, uh, that have that edge as well. But, uh, you know, for me to sit down and watch a hockey game, it's gotta be either a, you know, a team I'm invested in or a player that I want to watch. And, uh, I love watching Mitch Marner. Like, I mean, I think he's, you know, for me, it's, you know, as great as Matthews is and as much as he scores, like when I'm watching a game and if I were just a casual fan, I'd come away from the game and be like 16 would be better than 34 if I were just watching the game, but you know, it's just, everybody's in love with the centerman. And so they, <laughs> they go with the centerman kind of thing, but, uh, yeah, those are, those are some of my, uh, and I love dry title too. Those are some of my favorite players. You're currently living in beautiful Alaska. How's the fishing and hunting up there? Well, it's uh, it's pretty good. I mean, fishing is, uh, I mean, you can pretty much go 10, five, you know, 15 miles in any direction and you're going to hit a, 
hit a good lake, hit good stream. So, you know, it just depends on what you're fishing for. We have easy access to the ocean. So if you want fresh water, you can do that. Uh, hunting, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, they have, uh, they have a lot of, uh, a lot of options here. And, and, you know, I live in Anchorage, the biggest city here, but you can literally go 10 miles outside of Anchorage and you're, you know, anywhere you can and get whatever's in, uh, whatever's in season, but uh, it is pretty heavily regulated up here. So you do have to, you do have to follow the guidelines, but one of the big things that I haven't done up here yet that I'd like to do is a sheep hunt, but, uh, I haven't, uh, haven't done that yet, but there's uh, there's a lot of good sheep hunting up here as well. Uh, with the, I think, well, it's almost the conference finals. Who do you think is going to win the cup out of all the remaining teams? And I would say Colorado, I, I, you know, but now that the playoffs are actually going and they're starting to, I'm watching, I'm actually watching the playoffs that, you know, I'm not as confident <laughs> as I would have at the start, <laughs> but you know, if I, if I were just laying a bet right now, I'd probably pick Tampa and, uh, I just think whoever wins out of uh, Carolina and New York cap is not going to have much of a problem with them. And, you know, then, you know, all of a sudden they're in the final and I think Edmonton and Colorado is going to probably be a six, seven game series. So um, if I were betting, I would say Tampa, but I would, I'd like to see Edmonton or, or Colorado win. What do you think of Pat Maroon? Like the guys won three cups in a row and obviously Tampa Bay is doing pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean, you for, you forget about guys like him, right? I mean, it's, you know, everybody wants small skill players or they want their fourth line to be energetic or whatever it may be. And, and, and that's understandable. But at the end of the day, I mean, especially in the playoffs, you see how tough it is to play and how much harder it is to gain that inch or two. And I mean, it, the fact that he's done it now potentially four times <laughs> in a row should just tell general managers like, man, maybe this is the player we need on our fourth line. And, you know, Corey Perry is the same way. I mean, it's, it, to me, I just, like, I watch Maroon, I watch Corey Perry and, and I like Joe Thornton. I think, you know, he, he's been a great player, but for the last three or four years, I, I don't think he provides you anything. So like, why would you sign Joe Thornton over those guys? I just, I just don't get it. But, um, you know, so I think you may see teams try to find that big, heavier body that can, that can move around the ice a little bit and, and, and potentially win you games in the playoffs when it matters. What advice would you give young hockey players who are trying to uh, move up the ranks? Man, it's a, for me, it was just, you know, you gotta be, you gotta want to play, right? I mean, if nobody can, can make you want to do it. I mean, when I practiced every practice, whether it was 30 minutes, 45 minutes or 60 minutes, I mean, I, practiced hard. I worked hard when I practiced. Um, I worked hard off the ice. I mean, that's a huge thing now, probably way more, you know, involved than when I did it. But, you know, for me, when I was playing, it was probably 60 to 90 minutes a day of working out. Now it's probably more three hours a day for the, for today's athlete, but uh, it just, there has to be an investment, you know, off the ice, you know, in order to, to continue to improve, to stay in shape. And, and uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's players that don't want to do that. It's, you know, I mean, they just like playing the game. They just want to show up and play. And, and, and the, the few, there's a few out there that can do that, but, but <laughs> most people can't. So, um, yeah, it's just, you got to be prepared to, to put the work in. Do you agree with parents putting in, putting their kids in hockey 12 months out of the year? No, not at all. I, and, you know, I, we may be getting to that point just because, hockey's become so expensive and it's getting to the point where you have to have money to, to put a kid in a high level of hockey. So we're, we, I mean, it may come to that, but 
I mean, just look at today's goalies. I mean, you'll watch NHL games and, and the goalie can't even catch the puck. I mean, they can't. So, you know, they've never played baseball. You know, they've never, they kind of just bat at the puck and swat at it. And it's like, it's just a weird thing to, you know, to see. Like when I was growing up, usually the goalie was probably your catcher on your baseball team or, you know, at least played another sport. Um, even just watching a defenseman jump at the blue line to knock a puck down with his hand. Like there's so many awkward things you see in today's NHL game because you can tell these players haven't played another sport and it's, it's weird, but um, yeah, I would, I would suggest that you at least play one other sport. I mean, I think that just develops different, you know, muscles, different tissues, reactions in your body that can only help you if you're going to be a, a top level player. But, uh, and you know, today's, even today's NHL players, I mean, they excel at at least one other sport. You mean, you could ask any one of them that they probably have played at a high level, you know, another sport, but uh, I mean, today's parent, I mean, they're just, they got the blindfolders on and they see one thing and they're just like, if my son's not doing it and my neighbor's son's doing it, my son's falling behind. And it, it just, that just isn't it. I mean, and you, you want to want it. Like when I was growing up, I didn't play hockey for probably four or five months in the summer. I played baseball, soccer, and when it got to August to go to a hockey school or, or start hockey, you know, it was six, but, you know, but if I were playing it 10, like on a day like this, the last place I'd want to be is in a hockey rink. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, but my dad was like, Hey, you, you need to go to the rink today. I'd be like, uh, no, I'd rather do something else outside. So, but uh, yeah, so no, I don't agree with it. Before we let you go, we're going to finish the interview with, it's called five rapid disc questions. It's kind mm -hmm. of a light, light comical side. So, uh, We'll get it started. Uh, number one, baked or fried bannock? Fried. <laughs> uh, number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? Yes, both. <laughs> <laughs> number three, ever see Ernest Muniaz live in concerts? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> uh, number four, bannock burger or Indian taco? Uh, you know, the taco, I'd have to say the taco. My uh, niece makes really good ones, so I might prefer the burger, but I'll say the taco. <laughs> Fifth and last question, can you jig? No. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I could if I had to, but no, I have not done it in a long, long time. <laughs> All right, Kimby, uh, I thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate taking the time uh, coming on on such a beautiful Sunday evening, and uh, we wish you all the all the best in uh, beautiful Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Just reach out and uh, I'll be around, you know, keeping, keeping in the loop in hockey and, and next year, you know, granted I don't age too much. I, I do want to come and play in that, uh, in that tournament in, in Saskatoon. So Ooh, that's fun, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you know anyone looking for uh for an old ringer, you let me know. I'll pop on down. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Can be, take care, man. All right. Have a good one. Hey guys, welcome Hi. back. That was a good interview with Kimby. Super nice guy. And to be able, like I said, just to be able to have that long of a career is awesome. And so you uh, played in a lot of good places, which is pretty cool. He was able to travel, travel North America to play the game that we love. So thanks again, Kimby, for joining us. Mm hmm. I think I'm going to grow my hair since he had a nice flow and you had a nice flow and now it's cut. My hair is getting pretty long. But it's, it's summertime now. It's going to get hot. And I know. Just long, greasy hair. 
Mall one how long till our tournament? June, July, August. Four months till our tournament in the summer. See how you because it, it's, it's not at the it's not at the frustrated stage yet. No. And when when you get to that August, that's when you that's when you'll see the that that's what separates the uh, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want hair like Ethan Bear though. Everybody does. My hair doesn't go like your hair. My hair just goes straight and just good. My hair every curly like hair, like your every, every every guy with my hair, everybody wishes we had straight hair. Really? I promise you. But the thing a is, a lot, guys, we do. a lot of guys that have straight hair wish they had like curly, curly mm. wings and the flow there. Well, I think uh, our blessing is our curse. That's what. <laughs> Did you see that bucket that I bought out of your sale this, this that weekend? That was the most awesome bucket in the world. That looked like Kate, uh, Kyle Schroeder's old bucket. 50, I paid 50 cents for it. That's really sweet. So I had one guy message ask if he wanted to buy it off me. <laughs> 50 bucks. Holy Moses. That's, uh, you know, that that's kind of reminds problem. me of... Uh, Blue eyes or whatever you call them, uh, Luke Garrow's Luke Brown eyes. Luke Garrow's Brown eyes. His, his awesome Jofa. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna wear it though this year. I tr- put it on. Mm-hmm. It's really comfy. Like <laughs> that, that thing's not coming off whatsoever. <laughs> That's why you gotta go to yard sales, man. You find these. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh oh. Yeah. I hope I. I accidentally pressed the stop. Hopefully, eh, whatever. Hopefully, yeah. we're still on. I think uh, we are. Zach White Cloud, congrats on. Well, it's hard to say congrats to winning. Well, not winning. You don't win a freaking silver medal. Congrats well, on. Yeah, a good, we had this. We had this discussion before. Yeah. Congrats on a good world championship. You played a really good. Representing. Yep. Yeah. Representing uh, where is he from? Dakota. You just say Canada. You say Canada. But uh, yeah, he had a good good tournament. It was good to see that. Yeah, as the tournament Mm -hmm. progressed, he was playing way better. So yeah, congrats on a good tournament. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. That's good. Rough, rough, screwed. Canada for sure because yeah of course they're gonna want Finland winning on their home home ice yeah right? so again refs Finland's Finland's second power play goal or the first power play goal it was a it was Finland's own stick that caught him in the face yeah oh yeah cousins what but they called cousins or was it cousins yeah. they called them anyways they called they called cousins for for uh for his high stick infraction and all the replays said no causing stick was nowhere near his face yes it was like they're like and then the ref that called though was way back behind center ice that's who yeah. called the penalty yeah you couldn't see because that fin player would, would have had mm-hmm. his back toward turn towards yeah. that ref shitty roughing but I don't, you, I you just swore oh no yeah <laughs> is that really a swear Poopy roughing. Poopy roughs. How's that? So, uh, I got a question for you. Okay. I have an answer. I know we know of a player from a community. They just won the Freddy. 
And this player played in a tournament in northern north of Saskatoon. Uh, should a player be suspended an attorney um, that he's playing in, but the tournament before he was suspended. Oh, and now that the, now he's playing in this other tourney, he got kicked out of it because he was suspended for the previous tournament. Should that be in should a it carry over here? Yes. Should it carry over? I say no because they have nothing to do with each other, right? And it's not a yeah, hockey Canada sanctioned tournament, okay. right? If you really want to be put politics in this, sh- oh, I almost work again. In this, in this stuff. Yes, in this stuff. I mean, because like I heard that this player was playing in Prince Albert and he was kicked out of the tournament because he was suspended in the previous tournament. This year, we'll see. Yeah, no, I don't think they should. No, because they're totally two different tournaments. Yeah, <laughs> put on two by two different organizations mm-hmm. and tournament hosts. So that shouldn't even be a a question. Yeah, I just thought that was weird when I heard that. So yeah, uh, it's weird. But that's messed up, though. You gotta just let it be. So I thought that was weird. Uh, we were talking before we came back on the air. We were talking about TV shows. Uh, Bush is all excited, has a jollies happening because there's a new Obi Wan Kenobi Star yeah. Wars show. So, can't talk bad about Star Wars because you'll get offended and get mad. I'll get quite offended. But there's a new TV show out. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, hockey related. It's called Shorzy. Have you watched that? Yes. Yet? It's on Hulu. No, I do not. I have watched. No, you haven't watched I'm it. Watch. It's pretty no. good. I don't get time to watch this stuff anymore. But now that I get week, I get my weekends and nights off. I'll be able to sit down and watch, catch up on some TV. It's about nice. a senior hockey team based out of Sudbury, Ontario. It's a knockoff of that uh, Letterkenny show. It's the same, okay. same couple, same actors. And uh, with the Shorzy, you got uh, John Arasti, former guest. Uh, yeah. Brandon, Nol- Brandon Nolan and his brother, Jordan Nolan. Then there's a couple other First Nation Indigenous actors, yeah. actresses on that show. And it's pretty good. It's funny. If you love chirping and just uh, these two, two line uh, comebacks, this is the show. It's it's really funny. I've watched six episodes so far, so it's a really good <laughs> show. I totally recommend it. It's on Hulu if you're in the U.S. and Crave if you're in Canada. So check yeah. it out. It's a good good show. It's good to see our our native brothers and sisters uh, on the t- on the old uh, colored television set. Yes. Any other TV shows that you're watching? Right now? No. Yeah. What about Stranger Things? No. No? I started no. watching that. I think I'm on like episode three. Okay. Yeah. We, well. we we try to get in the outer range, but we just it's not catching our attention. It's with it's on Prime. It's with Josh Brolin and a couple other what's it? 
Imogen Poots, I think that's her name is. I don't know. It's really, it's almost supernatural. It's almost alienish, extraterrestrials in a, in a Western. It's just. I thought you like that kind of shit, though. Yeah, but, but like I said, the, 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 this one's not catching our eye because there's there's more alien and extraterrestrial with the Western. There's no story right now. Like aliens and cowboys, or cowboys and aliens. Remember that show, that movie. I remember that. I remember that movie with uh, James Bond, Daniel Craig. I'm telling you, it's these ice <laughs> movies, and it's got Olivia Wilde in it. Olivia, Olivia Newton John. No, oh, I haven't watched Tron. Which one, the old one or the Tron, new Tron? Tron, Le- Tron Legacy. I don't know. I just sorry. I know. I know movies. <laughs> now we're okay. We're <laughs> Bush should turn into a geek. Everyone. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> okay, let's go to our res. Actually, again, this week we don't have a res hockey top five. We're just going with a res hockey. Uh, all third team that played yeah. in the Freddy uh, in the women's division. So um, we'll get that started. Um, for the Fords, we have from the Wiki T Birds, former guest of the show, Miss Kelly Babstock. Kelly. She had one heck of a tournament. She was their go to player for Wiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was really good. She was uh, shooting the puck and Dishing a lot of apples, so it was good to see Kelly uh, finally meet her in person. That's one person that we didn't get a picture with. I totally forgot. Oh, and, yeah. and she said that on her on Instagram. She goes, "How come we didn't get a picture?" It's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> so next year, Kelly. Next time. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Um, the next board for the uh, Res Hockey All Star Team is Abby Rock out of. Uh, Mr. Watson, Sage Strong. Rocky? Rock? 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 Abby, sorry. Listen, we're, we're I sorry. U- we got- I YouTube it. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, it's Rock. Because I said, like, yeah. Rock. <laughs> rock. But, yeah, yeah. Abby had it. Well, she was the MVP for a reason. She was the best player mm-hmm. out there. And she, uh, it was good to see Olympians yes. playing this tournament. It just shows you that. Mm-hmm. Girls, First Nation girls, Indigenous girls can play at that level and make yep. where make it to where Abby was because she was she was good. Another Mr. Uh, Wassa say strong player on our All Star team for forwards is former guest Victoria Bach. She had another good tournament. Um, she skates well. She was shooting and passing. She was playing her and Abby on penalty kill. So that's pretty much like a power play. <laughs> Like against other yeah. teams, they just kept it in their like offensive zone on a penalty kill. <laughs> geez. So that's our forwards. We got Kelly, Abby, and V. Right. Yeah. Uh, for defense, we have from Sage Strong, another uh, again former Olympian for Team Canada, Jocelyn LaRock. She was money. Like she passed mm-hmm. team to team, like saucers and everything. She was very strong in the D zone and. She looked like you out there, Bush. Just totally uh, QB out there and run that play. And uh, the other defenseman for our all-star team at the Freddy is Say the uh, name Miss right. Taylor <laughs> Paul Tom. Tom, yeah. From uh, Taylor played for Cross Lake Lady Islanders, and 
Yeah. The two games that we watched Cross Lake play against Mr. Wasson's Stay Strong, Taylor was she was good. Yeah. Scoring, uh, scoring on a par play and penalty kill. And she really uh she kept up with the Olympians. So it was good to see Taylor play at that high level. And our goalie for the our all-star team is uh Bush's friend. She's uh yep. She played at University of Minnesota, Minnesota State in Minnetonka. And I think she played at Penn State as well. Uh, she played for Mr. Wasa's Sage Strong. Goalie Chantal Burke from yep. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. She played really good. Like we, we really went to, well, yeah. We went to the semifinals between Cross Lake and Sage Strong. And like in the warm-ups, you could just tell this this girl was yeah. real She was dialed in. She was just. Holy I couldn't believe it. I mean, you, when you see some goalies warm up the way she did, it's just like, wow, nothing's getting by her. It's really, really cool to see them that focus and dirt and their drive. And a lot of these girls, they prep and they, they're just as good as the guys. So, yeah, you got to support our women's hockey. Oh, yeah. I, I, we can't stress that enough. They need our support. Um, they're good yeah. hockey players. Just, smart hockey players and they can do just as much as or even more as the guys can yeah um, so support them no matter like go to a game go to a u18 junior or college game and, or pro game and just yeah show them our support because they unfortunately they don't get as much tv recognition from compared to the guys oh. and, and not as much airplay but so we, let's show our support and start supporting them by going to the games and whatnot so yeah that's our uh res hockey women's all-star team kelly abby v jocelyn taylor and chantal so congrats girls on a one hell of a tournament and you girls really put on a good show for the fans and can't wait for next year so I know. congrats again on a great tournament what else anything else at this juncture in time i'm drawing a blank Oh shit! That's a first. Again, you with the poop. Oh yeah, poop. <laughs> Me, Meezy, Meezy, Meezy. I'll just say Meezy. People want. Yeah, there well, you go. I know a lot of people. Still two nothing for the Rangers in the second period. Lots of time, but time's running out. Okay. Uh, I guess that's it then, eh? Anything else? Nothing. Uh, oh, so there's one one yeah. last tournament in Saskatoon in Is it really? Month, yeah, they're in the month of June, June twenty-fifth, June twenty-sixth in Saskatoon at the Canland Sports Agri Place Arena. There's a forty plus division, uh U fifteen, which is Bantam, and U eighteen, aka midget division. So yeah. Up to ten teams in the forty plus division. So if you guys need Couple forty plus players. Let us know. Yes, Bush knows someone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. ten up to ten team limits. Oh shit! Five grand for first. Hmm, that's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, last last tournament. It's put on by Cooks Sports Fitness Hockey. So if you want to 
uh, it's posted. We posted a poster on our Facebook page. So if you're interested, go uh, take a look at that. I guess with that being said, Bush has nothing else. He's searching the World Wide Web. Yeah, I'm, I'm even using the Google machine. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. I don't know nothing. <laughs> don't have <laughs> nothing on me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Whoa. Careful. Oh, careful. You're coughing too much. Too too hard. Too hard. That's what she said. Oops. <laughs> I was going, I was doing so good before we someone had yeah. said. Say a perverted joke. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we better hey. F, we better f off before we start really <laughs> saying the perverted jokes. Really throwing the bombs. Yeah. The bombs. <laughs> bomb, bomb, All right, guys. Bombs, have yeah. a good week. Take care of each other. Love each other. And yeah. Support each other. We gotta still support each other, right? Mm-hmm. We as a nation have to support each other so with that being said we'll uh, see you guys next week thanks for joining in and uh, if you guys have any uh, cuz of the week or any top five ideas shoot them our way we're more than happy to listen and it makes our job easier is uh, writing yeah. stuff down so if you have ideas let us know so yeah, take care you guys we'll see you next week peace yeah we will <laughs>